Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian. Ronner. I feel strongly about something else here, which is that we have to tell people, I have been listening to a podcast that I absolutely love. I said no gifts. That is exactly, I said, this will come as no surprise to anyone because we had Bridger on the show. Bridger Weiniger. If you have not taken that extra step and gone from hearing his excellent episode on our show and then gone to listen to his show. No one's doing a podcast like this. He was one of my favorite episodes that we had him on Rana. And I got to say his concept for, I said, no gifts is so good. Yeah. Cause he, tell me if I get this right, Rana. Yeah. He invites a good friend or even an enemy over for conversation. Yeah. He insists no gifts, but his guests always disobey and bring him a gift anyway. And unexpected conversation and hilarity just ensue. And then they just eventually get to talking about what's under the wrapping paper. But and the he, discussion can go he anywhere. He always pretends he's upset about the gift. But right. he always accepts the gift. Yeah. And he has the most unique Smart voice. that way. He's so funny. He is so funny. The interviews are genuinely engrossing and interesting. I love yes. this. And I have to tell you, the theme song, which is sung by Amy Mann, has been stuck in my head for, I don't know, three weeks now. It's a catchy tune. Yeah. And he has all the best people on. He had Emma Thompson. Unbelievable. She she approached him, excuse me. She approached him. Yeah. Karen Kilgariff, John Early, uh, yep. Jessica Chaffin. Never heard of her. Oh, she's so funny, Rana. Ugh, so funny. I'm so tired of people bringing her up to me. Really? She's everywhere. She's like one of the funniest people alive. Yeah. Oh, that's what I that's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Uh, well, all she, I know is she's in good company with this crowd. Louis Vittel. Yeah. Yep. Z-Way. Her show looks so good. I'm yeah, so excited for it. That's her. no joke. I mean, yeah. she is something else. It comes out every Thursday. And it's wherever you get your podcasts, but it's also, of course, part of the Exactly Right Network. So, Correct. Yeah. I said no gifts every Thursday. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you could follow them on I Said No Gifts on Instagram. Terrific. I love Bridger. And also, I want to go to- He really put up with a lot from us on that episode. He was. Oh, you know, but he has very specific opinions. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he thought. And he gave his advice. I love that. I mean, truly, he did. He had gut reactions. It was nice. I love people with a strong tech. So And Rhonda, just so you know, I I said yes gifts. Oh, yes gifts. Just for the future. Send Brian any gifts. So don't ever approach my home or my carriage house without a gift. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh. Hi, Rana. I just had for a snack. I'm going to share this with everyone. Oh, I can't wait. I just had a gorgeous honey crisp apple. Yes. I have recently taken to turning my refrigerator down even colder than I normally keep it. Ooh, Rana. And this apple was so cold and so refreshing and so delicious that I had to share that news with Dante before you hopped on to the Zoom. Sure. And then Dante told me that we don't pay him enough to afford a Honeycrisp apple. Did he really say that? He said they're $3 an apple and that he's not- They're not $3 an apple. He said it's $3 an apple and he's not spending $3 an apple- and, and I said, he said he, he loves the hun- he loves the honey crisp. He wish he could have what I said. Do we not pay you enough? And he said no. It's three dollars so a pound, is what I meant to say. Oh, I was going to say I don't know where you're getting three dollar well, apples, what, Dante. What are you eating that's less than three dollars a pound? <laughs> what I bulk? Just, what bulk food are you eating that's less than three dollars a pound, Dante? Just like the discarded ones that have fallen to the floor. They tend to look the other way when I pick those I up. Would, I'll be honest, Santa. I didn't know you knew the word discarded. I wouldn't have expected to use, use discarded in the sentence. Do only people who eat Honeycrisp apples talk well, Dad, like the word discarded? Well, doesn't seem like it's a discarded. He would say, you know, fall into the floor. Uh, but I guess Dante contains contains multitudes. True. Uh, Dia, what is To happening? be honest, Dante, if it helps... I, I could, I could also, uh, team Dante, team Dante. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. Until of course you get, you both get the call from HM. We'll see whose teams both of you were on at that point. That's true. Actually. Uh, Dante, so- uh, Lana, uh, eat an apple. Don't listen to this. Dante. Um, if you want to, uh, form a, just a two person union, we'll discuss it. I'll call Emma and I'll call, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, okay, Rana. That was, back to yeah. you, Rana. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear any of that, so I'm glad that that we got that out of the way. But I did want to say what this episode, I believe, is going to drop on May the fourth. Quattro de okay. Mayo. Quattro de Mayo. But Terrific. I'm curious if that's the same week that Josh's big episode is on nine one one. No, it will have been last week, but you can. I I got messed but up with the can, schedule. But they can still on watch Hulu. It. Yes, it's on Hulu, okay. and the episode is called First Responders, and it would have been uh, it's season four, episode eleven. Okay, it'll be the, it'll, it should be the first one that comes up on Hulu if you search nine one one. First it was Josh's responders. Big episode. So yeah, okay, because I have to watch that, and I want to make sure all of our listeners are watching that. As I well, get to so. scream in stairwells. I carry Do a body. You? Yes. Re- carry a body. I get, I get come a real face person. To, yes. Well, stunt person, but yes, I come face to face with flames. Wow. Rana. And I who, get a section. That's like a beautiful mind where numbers start popping off the screen to me and I have to figure here. out what's going on. No, it's a lot. you have to make sense of them. Correct. And who uh, took that gorgeous picture of you on the set of you? Another actor on that show. His name's Christopher Sean. That was quite a. I mean, you look terrific in that shot. Thank you, Rana. You had I, no choice but to post that, as far as I was concerned. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. He took it in portrait mode, and I think that does makes a world of difference. It can. Yeah. It can. 
Uh, what else is going on? Is Barry's towing? Have they gone silent or have they come back to you for the next campaign? We're negotiating. We're negotiating. Yeah. Um, they wanted to see if I could have, you know, my typical rate, but since now I've already proven myself, it's yeah. sort of back and forth yeah. negotiations. And of course my agent in LA won't touch it because I, I assume it's because they don't want the conflict here in Boston or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but so, yeah, so I actually, I was wondering if maybe you could speak up on my behalf oh. and tell them about, negotiate with them about my money. Because yeah. she gets hysterical when she starts thinking about the baby. And she just, it truly, <laughs> she can't imagine me not in it. And so then she starts, it's crazy, so. That sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she is really holding on to, I mean, obviously it was a, a life-changing loss, but. It was what, 19 years ago? Is that mm-hmm. what you were saying? Yeah. yeah. And see, I was going to call SAG AFTRA, which is my union, and say, sure. can you put Barry's tow truck on the uh, oh, yeah. do, not, do work. not work list? Correct. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it was a union production. And they oh, said, yeah. well, you should have known that anyway. Why would you work on a non union production? Right. When they and paid so you I hung in Dunkin' Donuts dollars, didn't you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I hung up the phone because I didn't want to get in trouble. But no. You but anyway, no so yeah. anyway, so you'll figure that out too, I guess. But with just sort of just maybe you maybe you could put up the money and then it, you could pay me to be in an, another one. Yeah. Oh, you know, we could do an ad for the podcast that you could star in. Okay. And we could just do it for free because we're already here anyway. No, but I. <laughs> It just is. I'm here, but you know, I carve out the time, and I, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have time any is money. Yeah, I understand. correct, and yeah. I don't have yeah. any. I don't have my Chris. I don't have my. Uh, uh, what's the one? Not Kendall Jenner. I don't have my Kylie lip kit. I don't have any of that stuff. Right. Ready. So. Yes, your Kylie lip kit. Like, yeah. did you notice how full my lips were on my other berries commercial? I did notice they looked very glossy. I did yeah. notice that. Yeah. So that's yeah. what she said. She goes, "I like you went with a wet lip." That's what she said to me. <laughs> Because I guess the baby, when it was suckling on her, would always have. Oh yes, I'm you know. certain that he did. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful image. She should consider consider starring in the or putting at least a picture of him in the commercial, something like that. I told yeah. her to do a dedication, but she said that she didn't know if it would like. Honestly, Rana, I don't need I don't need to be overshadowed. If I'm being yeah. perfectly honest with you, yeah, because the baby's going to win every time against me. Yeah, well. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you know, that has to be a pretty charismatic baby. I was watching Stiesel the other night, as I was telling you. By I, the I can't, way. Can't get you on Stiesel for some reason. I, I'm going to get on it because now I've heard it from you. I heard it from Michelle Collins, who was like, what are you doing really? not watching Stiesel? Who would be great on this show? We should have When are we having Michelle Collins on? Why Anytime, have we not she would had love Michelle it. Collins on? What is wrong? What does Michelle Collins have against us? We talked that's about us, I want to know. She Nothing. She would love to do it. We just have okay. to ask her. Did she ever get to go to England? She went. She went the day that they went back into lockdown. So she landed in 12 hours later. There she was stuck in her Airbnb. And what did she do? And she's going for the entire month of July. She is. She's going. So she came back and then went back again? She No, she's going this July. But yeah, she come, I'm sorry. She came back. Yes. She came back she and went now in she's the going fall. for July. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Good for um, her. Fabulous. Yeah. She's like you. I mean, you, you two would- you know, I can't I, believe you don't know gonna, each other better. We've got to have her. I don't know her at all. We have to have her on. Well, I anyway, she is a huge fan of Stiesel. I know her from her work, but I don't of course. know her personally. No, that's crazy to me because you all would be fast friends, I think. But so Stiesel, mm-hmm. they have a baby. This I'm, I, you're not, You have to start at the beginning, but I'll just say they have a baby in this okay. season. And of course, people don't understand that babies, when you have a baby, you really have either the two or three babies. Right. And there is a pivotal moment where the baby goes from sort of being okay looking to being very cute. 
And you start thinking, that's a very cute baby, actually. She's about a year old. And they have a big pivotal scene where the baby's been doing a lot of acting that episode, or they've sort of been cutting away to her. It's about, you know, the family. Right. And then there's this sort of pivotal scene where the father of the baby turns up at the doorstep and, you know, the family's going to be reunited or whatever it is. And he (laughs) he goes to pull the baby out of the carriage. And the baby, as I said, there's been a lot of cutaways to this baby. And you think, oh, she's really has gotten quite cute. Yeah. And they pull the baby, and then he pulls the baby out of the carriage and you go, oh, it's the twin. It's not the cute no, baby. It's not. They're, 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 they're identical twins, but that baby doesn't have the same personality as the baby they'd been shooting the same episode. Amazing. And you just think, oh, it's the other baby. I yeah. wonder if I watched Full House again, which I will never do. Yeah. But if I went back, if I could tell which one was Mary Kate and which one was Ashley. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're I was not so young. Tr- they are identical, I suppose, but they're not truly not identical. Not true identical. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they're technically fraternal. We've got some reviews here we need to get through because then we have such a guest today. We and have. I don't even know if I, I should have had an extra cup of Ask Rana Coffee to yep. prepare for this because you need energy, energy, energy to deal with this incredible guest that we have coming up. And I got to tell you, we just had the Oscars. This yeah. person's no stranger to winning. Oh, Say no, that excuse too. me. This yeah. person has won a contest or two, pardon me, Correct. an international superstar contest or two in their lifetime. Absolutely. And we have to thank all of the incredible people that have joined us in the Carriage House on Patreon. How fabulous. The last few weeks, there's been an absolute population explosion in the Carriage House. I can't believe to it. To the degree that we're probably going to have to start really reviewing memberships before we let people in. Oh, boy. Because it's getting... You know, less and by exclusive. the way, there is a yeah. there's a if we end up doing that, I just want everyone to know my Ven there's a back door entrance. Oh, there's a way. Oh, you're you're personally reviewing applications, and they can contact you through Venmo messaging. All I'm going to say is, if I deny you, all that means is you have to pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You're running your own, as they called it in the college admission scandal. It's a side door. Correct. He said, I invented, there was the front door and the back door, and I invented the side Is door. that what that monster said? That's what he said, yeah. Oh, what a piece of shit. Yeah. I, you know, I tried to watch that Mickey Rapkin, who, Pat and May, per- just perfect. joined us on the Patreon book club. To Hollywood which Wives. Was, he was an incredible addition to the crew. Cynthia DePriest Sweeney is out, of course, uh, promoting her fabulous book this month, which we got such incredible feedback on that episode. I have yeah, to say. It was it was one of my um, favorites. It really it was. was such that. a fun episode. And she was, of course, incredible. And people have been buying the book. And if you want and if you haven't picked up your copy yet, it's such a great read. My only complaint is it's a quick read. I enjoyed it I too much and I read it fast. I know. I want to read it's it again. Only I really loved it. I'm definitely going to take it to the vineyard with me again this uh, Oh, that this people summer. will look cute doing that, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that myself. And It'll be I cute can't to sit wait. next to you with our books out at, in town. That'll be yeah. cute. So, yeah, outside the carriage house or, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, in Marblehead. Yeah. So when or, we're, yeah. yeah, we'll do it yeah. here. That's cute. We'll do the first half here. We'll do the second half there. <laughs> we still have to talk about the 4th of July. It's, it'll be it's around the corner. I know. I can't. I have a few ideas. I'm skipping right past Memorial Day and going straight to Fourth of July. But in Rana, my mind. I, by the way, do people know you love Fourth of July for real? I do. I do love the Fourth of July. 
your food is always incredible. Although yeah. this year was obviously different or last year, but yeah. um, your food's always, you make your the gorgeous make my muffins. Cake. I make, make my muffins in the muffins. morning. Well, I make my muffins so we can enjoy my muffins while I'm making my flag cake. Correct. If you can believe that. Is that the Jordan Mash blueberry Well, really, July is my flag cake month because I do the flag cake for 4th of July and then I do a flag cake for you for your birthday because that's your favorite. That's true. I sort of uh, No, it may not be your favorite. It may not be your favorite anymore. Oh, there's no doubt about it that it's my favorite. If your tastes have changed, I won't make it this year. They haven't changed one bit. The only problem is, can I eat a whole cake in one sitting? You know I can. But it it freezes very well. Ronna, you don't understand the life of my mind. You don't understand it. The life of your mind. Of your mind. If it's in, <laughs> if it's in the you freezer, mean it's haunting you. If it's in the house, it's haunting you. If it's in the freezer, it might as well be on a tray in my bed, two yeah. inches away from my mouth. Yeah, Hollywood wives style. Ex- exactly. Yeah. That was something we forgot to mention. I'm going to say something dirty, so cover your ears if you can't handle it okay, at the moment. Right. Which is they at that time referred to giving head. Uh, as both male and female. They did, where it was like yeah. Gina Germain would be like, yeah. he gave me great head last night. Yeah. I had never really heard that. Ugh. Yeah. What a book. Anyway, Mickey, sure. Mickey. watched the whole college admission scandal thing on, I said I had to turn it off the minute I saw that it was a reenactment. Okay. With Matthew Modine. But he said, right. stick with it because it because it was fun and that also there were some pretty good interviews in it and that all of the dialogue apparently came from the transcripts of the conversations. Oh, that's of, fun. Yes, that's always fun. Uh, all right, dear. Read us a couple of these fabulous um, reviews that we have and then we've got to get to Ms. T.F., you have got it. That Taylor guy writes, you found the best podcast. Uh, what is there to write about this podcast that hasn't been written already? Absolutely nothing compares. Rana's advice is heartfelt, honest, and true. She tells it like it is. She has impeccable taste that is unmatched. I really don't understand how one person can embody that much class, elegance, and wit, but still be down to earth and relatable. Hmm. One could only hope to be half the person she is. Brian is there too. <gasps> but seriously, Brian is hilarious, brings wonderful advice and a unique perspective. I can't tell many times I've been laughing to myself while on the subway hearing Brian's advice start as, now here's what you're going to do. And then tells the writer to do some ridiculous act. He used to show us some body parts. Where are the body parts? Well, you did, we had a, they should go to Instagram live because I did. you did I, one on our live the other day. But you day. know what? I'm yeah. overdue. For, I am overdue for one on the Patreon by probably a good six months. Oh, at least, yeah. So I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah. It is apparent the two of them deeply care about their listeners. The amount of time, energy, and love they have given us is award-worthy. Need advice? A book club? A movie club? Quiff? Gift ideas? Delicious coffee? Live shows on Zoom? Ways to improve yourself in your life? Go no further. This is more than a podcast. It's a lifestyle. Avid listener? Check. Chip? Check. Sauna privileges, check. Instagram follower of Ask Rana, Rana, and Brian, check. Ask Rana copy subscription, check. (gasps) What about that, Rana? That was all one review. Incredible, incredible. That Taylor guy. That Taylor guy. I'm going to frame that review. Yeah, that is everything. That was everything. And if you're not following us on Instagram, honestly, what what do you care? What do you care? What's it to you? Yeah. 
What's what it to you? What is the problem? If you haven't given us five stars, that takes a me- Do me a favor. Stop listening to the show right now. And go, go do it. Go into your app. Give us five stars. It's because that easy. It takes one and one half seconds. That's all it takes. Truly. You just press five stars. You just hit the fifth star. Yeah. That's all you do. And you're done. And then you go back to hitting play. And by the way, if you want to stick around and in case you're not, also hit subscribe. That takes another 1.1 second. Well, I can I mean, I don't in know. In three what seconds, you can I get it all done. Do. I don't know what I have to do. I'm with you, Ronna. Yeah. And I still don't have my blue check mark on my personal account, but that's a story Glickman. altogether. Now East, someone named who's this? East Mom 143. Yeah. Writes obsessed. I literally die laughing every time. Ron is like one of my old aunts that will always tell you the cold oh. hard truth. Love. Old Bones Glickman. Yup. OBG. Ron is like one of my old aunts. Couldn't you have just said aunts? Did you have to say oh, aunts? Right. I didn't even recognize yeah. it at first that she said yeah. old or he, sh- he well, said old. I'm not sure why they put this. Good so, Lord. Anyway, this one is from someone named Amy Y'all. Hmm. Rana here. Is that what that says? Rana here. I think that's, that's right. what that is. Yeah. I am a new listener, and all I can say is that I'm obsessed. I have listened to over 20 episodes in two weeks. I'm going to say something that's not that impressive. 20 episodes in two weeks. That's a little well, more than, yeah, a little more than one a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm impressed. I am laughing out loud multiple times in each episode and learning a lot from Ron and Brian's thoughtful advice. They're lovely people who really care about people's troubles, unless it involves hearing about dreams. I'm a recent Patreon <laughs> subscriber. So true. It's so true. And I can't wait to spend some more time in the That was house. in Hollywood Wives. One of the characters said, I got to tell you about it. this dream uh-huh. I had, man. And another one said, why would I want to hear about your dreams? I don't even want to think about my own. And that made the only- me like- Jackie Collins. That made me relate to Jackie Collins. Might have been the one true honest moment in that book. (laughs) Also, I hope it's okay that I'm trying to perfect Rana's accent. My girlfriend is getting really tired of hearing Rana here, but I'm getting close. I can feel it. Kiss, kiss. Very sweet. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about being imitated, but we'll see. This per- that person can go as me for Halloween. Every year there's always one or two that go for me, uh, go as me for Halloween. Uh, Why wouldn't people go for you as Halloween? Well, I mean, you know, it takes certain, you know, you can't, the problem is you can't do a cheap Rana Halloween costume. Right. Because then you just look cheap. Right. Whereas a Brian Halloween costume couldn't be cheaper. You already have it. Well, you need a Hanes t-shirt, apparently. You need a Hanes t-shirt. Well, no, judging from the live show, what you really need is a tuxedo t-shirt. You need a tuxedo t-shirt. You need a good pair, I would say, a five-inch inseam short. Yeah. And a pair what's of clogs. Your, what's your short of the moment? By the way, what's your well, short? Well, I'm wearing jeans today, which is shocking. Jeans? Can I didn't even know it? you still owned a pair. I do. I, I'm somehow wearing a pair of a pair of my my blues. I'll even show you. Who's oh, so you can give us a free body pot. Let's see. I let's do. see. Let's see your buns. And uh, no, thank you. And my show shorts, us your buns. I hate my buns. <laughs> Why? My shorts are from Nice Laundry. Nice laundry. That's your squat. That's my and then my extra my extra special squirt. I thought your squirt came from Amazon. Raining Champ. No, no, no. My squirt's from a place called Raining Champ, which is just an athletic company. They weren't expensive. And then Nice Laundry's the other one. And who makes you jeans? My t-shirts come from Amazon, Rana. The Hanes. I have some Hanes, some fruit of the loom. Uh Uh-huh. And who makes you who makes you jean? These specific ones I think are J. Crew. Who makes you everyday sock? Uh, 
if it's an athletic sock, Nike, and if it's uh-huh. otherwise, it's a Bombas. So yeah. it's like a Nike dry fit. Correct, but then I have like these are my Bombas. Sure. And what do you have a laundry? What do you have a laundry basket next to you? <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, these are my know. dress socks or corgi. They're called. Uh huh. I didn't know we would. <laughs> I mean, really? Do you have and a laundry basket? Cashmere- <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do a spokesmodel laundry show today. I'm happy to. And then I have one more thing. These are... Um, you should so really you know, be saving this for sauna privileges. So you're not showing your body pads, but you're showing the things all your pads go in. These are my New York subway system socks. Oh, those are cute. Did they come from the MoMA store? They did. And then these yeah. are another oh, cor- corgi I mean, that I haven't worn. I guessed. So, you've got a fresh pair of corgis right there. But then, you know, for my regulars... I just do, I'll do like a Bombas no-show. Sure, a no-show, otherwise known as a ped. Yes, and then these are what I wear with like my sneakers, which oh, is just I a see. Nike drive. So you fit. do, okay, you do also a short sock for, for your athletic sock. Yeah. Yeah. And then my underwear is all Tomboy X, which I love because it's Who's so soft. Who's Tomboy and it's, X? It's so soft and it's all tagless. How'd you find them? They gave you free for you on they your did. show on they Attitudes. Did. They yeah. did, but I'm a returning customer. Yeah, but that feels like a free internet underwear to me, Tomboy no, X. No, they're so nice and they're so soft. Yeah, but they don't sell them in a real store, do they? Rana. Internet they're, underwear. They're, because no yeah. store is cool Instagram enough. ad. Yeah, underwear. Yeah. It's better than that. Well, I'm so glad we got that whole laundry show. I, I just, we should have saved it for sauna privileges, but I never dreamt that today we'd get such an intimate, you know, they have cribs. Yes. And they have, um, Some people you know, show Dom yeah. Perignon and Cristal yeah. in the fridge. I, sh- I saw my sock drawer. You showed your sock drawer. Yeah, That's that right. was wonderful. Yep. And each pair of those socks was at least like a dollar fifty. No, those, some of those socks were expensive. Some of them were like 20 bucks. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, dear. Well, without further ado, should we I get spend to more fabulous- on my socks than my shirts, it turns out. That's what we're learning. You know, in life, there are certain things, if it ain't broke, if a fruit of the loom ain't broke, get yourself a three-pack or however yeah. many they come. Not to Saint, mention my cousin Saint used Saint to Haynes. be one of the fruits. Come on. I'm not kidding. What do you mean? Wait, on the fruit of the loom commercial or on the Bonkers commercial? Fruit of the loom commercial. <laughs> I love that commercial too. The fruit Bonk is not, what was it? Bonk is bonks you out. Is that what it was? Yes, and then, that was it. And then the fruit would come from the ceiling and people would get bonked. Yes, like in the drug, not in the drug Whoever store. Whoever like, came up with that was a fan of both Fruit of the Loom yep. and of the Kool-Aid commercial. Correct. And they said, I don't have any new ideas. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw fruit from the ceiling instead of banging it through a wall. Correct. Yeah. Quickly tell me about your cousin being in the Fruit of the he Loom He was a commercial. fruit. Which fruit? And was not he? And, the kind of and fruit. Was he, and was he a fruit? He's not a fruit. He is not a fruit. <laughs> but he was in the Fruit of the Loom commercial. And I can't remember what, what fruit he was. I don't remember. Did he make you want to go into show business? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know who I'm... T- my, my, one of my dad's cousins is F. Marie Abraham. And he, right, way back in the day, you did know that's but way I back did in the not day. know he was in a Fruit of the Loom commercial. Way, I mean, before Amadeus, before anything like that. I did not know that. He sure, he sure was. I forgot about your dinners with F. Murray. Yeah, that was your in New college. New York dinners with F. Murray, yeah. My dinners with F. Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that play. I can't wait. I mean, there's really nothing to tell. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I guess is here. Shall we get to it? Yes. Let's do it. 
Brian. Rana. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. I'm listening. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Other there, than it, our podcast? Other than our podcast. This is yeah. a pocket-sized guide. Well, there is. And if you have, let's say, 10 minutes, yeah. Headspace can completely transform your life. I have to say. Yeah. As a person who has used Headspace. Yes. Uh, and particularly at the beginning of the pandemic, it is a absolutely revolutionary app. And a lot of other people have come along since then. Calm, this one, that one. Sure, sure. But Headspace is, the thing that's incredible about Headspace is the guy that developed this app, the app, Andy, I believe is his name. And I believe he's the voice that you hear. It's an incredible English, calm, very clear voice that you hear uh, on some of their, you know, basic proprietary programs. Mm -hmm. But it's all research-based meditation, programming. Yes. Uh, they use clinical research to validate all of their programming, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not just somebody who's saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'll just throw this out there and see if you like it. They really back it up. And they make it really simple and accessible in that I think sometimes when you say meditation to people, they think like, oh God, I, I couldn't, I can't do it. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I can't do it. It's going to take too long. It sounds so intimidating, meditation. It does sound intimidating and it absolutely isn't. Um, no. because all it is is clearing a little time and a little clearing space. A, and literally as little as, they have an SOS meditation relax. that's three minutes long. Incredible. It really, even just taking three yeah. minutes can make you feel so much better. What I love about Headspace is they have those wind down sessions that help yeah. you fall asleep. And if you're a parent, they even have morning meditations that you can do with your kids, which, pardon me, helps everybody. It's terrific. It's really about creating, I mean, it's in the name Headspace, but it really mm -hmm. is about creating this moment in your day where you yep. stop for a moment and you're mindful and you think about the intention, which is checking in with yourself, listening to your breath, your mood, yeah, listening to your breath, trying to let certain thoughts uh, move out of that space. And it really is just a reset. That's all it is. It's hitting Total a little reset, reset button. Reduces yeah. stress, improves sleep, boosts focus, Incredible. increases your well overall sense of well-being. Yeah. And uh, mindfulness just does work, period. You just have Incredible. to carve literally minutes out of your day. But and you if can do you it on your you schedule anytime. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, you can believe the 600,000 five-star reviews. I wish I could say that about We're this almost podcast. There, five We're star, almost five there. stars online. Yeah. 600,000 five-star reviews over 60 million downloads. So we have a little offer for our listeners here. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash askrana. Yeah. That's headspace.com slash askrana for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Terrific. This is the best deal offered right now, Rana. 
Well, you don't have to tell me. I'm all about giving people the best deal we can. But there's no, honestly, people have had so much stress, so much sleeplessness, so much confusion about what do I want in life? What don't I want in life? Is it going to solve all your problems now? But is it going to create the space for you to find a new way to tackle some of the things that are going on with you that couldn't be a better time? And why not do it for free? Yeah. And there's no way to do it wrong. So just take that intimidation thing out. Excellent point. Please head to headspace.com slash askrana today. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Wait a minute. Rana. I already can't handle what's happening because we're having all these interconnected things happening in our lives on this show in the last week. And one of them is that I, the Do you feel dear, like you're at the Beverly Hills Hotel? Alaska Thunderfuck. Pardon me. And Rana. I'm, not, I, I'm just going to say it. I normally wouldn't even speak in such a crass manner. But, but this is as an we icon. know, it's a name. Yeah. It's a name. It's an icon. And she is in front of her gorgeous mm-hmm. Beverly, BH Beverly Hills Hotel, iconic <laughs> palm front. I don't know if it's a shower curtain or what it is. Background. And we just read Hollywood Wives for our book club. By Jackie Collins, we did. So we've been talking polo lounge, polo lounge, polo lounge, uh, you know, all week. Uh, Alaska, dear. I can't. <laughs> and also, this was, has been a week of winners. Last week was the Oscars. That's right. And Alaska, as everyone knows, won All-Star Season 2 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And has a new comedy, sp- or fairly new comedy special, right? Uh, Alaska Thunderfuck's Extra Special Comedy Special, which you should absolutely watch we are so delighted you're here with us today oh my gosh thank you you know this isn't this is it looks like a duvet cover hastily pinned up behind me but it's actually they're actually real palm fronds yeah that comes that comes through they look they look real I live in Los Angeles. This is how everyone lives. That's here. the lifestyle. I see. It so is, it, it's it really is. a pink, a, a pink Sky. pergola or screen with an actual palm frond. Is that what it is? It's a pergola. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then who's on your mug and who's on your t-shirt? Let's just get oh, up, get well, into of it. Of course, it's the it's like all Golden Girls today. So oh my this god, is that's the, the Golden, Golden Girls. girls as so we have Dorothy as Wonder Woman. We have. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, who is Sophia's that? Robin. Sophia's Robin. Dancing on my own Robin. Um, <laughs> right. And Betty White is Super Superman. Girl. Superman. And uh, Blanche is um, Batman. Okay. Or is that Catwoman? It's either Catwoman or Batwoman. I don't very, know. Very close. Batgirl and Catwoman. There was also and- a Batwoman, Lana. <laughs> Was there who played her? She was a lesbian in the comics. They, no one ever played her. She was just Oh, in the I comics. see. And then and there's then- the fabulous T. 
fabulous. Fabulous. I'm gonna I do something. That. I'm gonna do something really, really terrible and say, what? rank them. So never heard of the Golden Girls? Well, can you imagine? Rank them. <laughs> rank them. Yeah. Today. Okay. What's your order today? Your personal favorites yeah. today. Okay. Well, um, I would go with. Uh, I'll. Okay. Well, Betty White's still alive, so Rose is number one. She's in the number one slot. Just in case she's listening. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to she infuriate has. her. Yeah. She would be pissed. Okay. Um, <laughs> number two is Dorothy coming okay. in in a close second. Then um, Blanche. Mm-hmm. And then Sophia. Sorry, Sophia. But it's a good that's order. how, that's like my, my order. Rana, do you have an order? Well, Dorothy for sure. Yeah. Number uh-huh. one. Sure. Yes. And then everyone is sort of hovering up. Uh, Beneath Dorothy for me, depending yeah. on the episode. Yeah. But probably mm-hmm. in order of comedic genius for me, Dorothy, then uh, Rose, uh-huh. then Blanche, then Sophia. Uh, yes, absolutely. That's what I think mine would be, and neither one of you asked, but I'll say it anyway. Tell us. Mine would be number one, Dorothy, number yeah. two, Blanche, number yeah. three, Rose, number four, Sophia. Okay. I have to say, in order of enjoyment, I probably enjoy Blanche more than I enjoy Rose. But I know what you mean. The okay. second place yeah. is 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 interchangeable between those yeah, two. Yeah, it depends women. on the episode. But when Correct. you watch, I have to say, when you watch, uh, go back and watch the episodes, Blanche does not get enough credit for being, uh, she's incredible. She really is incredible. Yeah. And an incredible sitcom actress, too. I mean, really nails her game and her pot and her energy and her entrances and her exits. And she, they've, I mean, they've all got it. They've all got it. And Rue McClanahan seems, it seems like, oh, she's got the easy character. Like it has an accent. But you really, the more you watch it, the more you realize like, no, like she's really, her choices are so nuanced and she's so fucking funny. Yes. Um, I completely agree with you. And she doesn't miss a zinger and doesn't miss a, her rhythms are incredible. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to, I would almost switch her. But I do think then sometimes Rose the same. It really depends yeah. on oh, yeah. who's who's got the bigger pat in that episode. Alaska, in Sophia's addition, Sophia's always Sophia. Alaska's anyway, been yeah. in the Golden Girls live with Drew Drogi and Sam Pancake. Oh, I didn't. I've seen people. it so many. What, did you just play various pats? I've seen a guest it se- star, right? Several times. Yes, I was a guest star. Who? Okay, who have I played? Um, I played Barbara Thorndike, who is the horrible um, <laughs> novelist who's awful. Um, sure. I played Frida Claxton, who's the crotchety, horrible neighbor. I basically played horrible people. <laughs> horrible Amazing. People. Wonderful. That's so great. And people- did you ever consider doing one of them for, for Snatch Game? Rana, you have to see. So Alaska, on her All-Star season, did Mae West for yeah. her <laughs> Snatch Game impersonation. It is oh. so fucking perfect. <laughs> And hilarious. You come cannot get over it. Come up and see me sometime. Oh, exactly. Come on up and fuck me in the ass sometime. <laughs> but I'm wondering, Alaska, did you ever consider doing one of the Golden Girls, which I think Rue this season sort of said was like, don't do it. But did you ever consider <laughs> doing one of them? I did. And it actually, I mean, I was going to do Rue McClanahan. Um, 
And that was sort of my gateway to Mae West. And I was like, well, Mae West, like, is this character where Rue McClanahan is, like, an actor who... Because you can't do a fictional character on Snatch Game. It's, like, one of the rules. Right. So okay. I, I would be doing it as Blanche Devereaux, but it's it was more authentic to just take it, like, Mae West. Because, you know, Blanche is sort of, like, a proto-Mae West a little For bit. For sure. I think For I sure. called Blanche Devereaux Blanche Dubois by accident earlier. I wanna, I've done that before, I want to apologize before I get... <laughs> 48 comments in the comments about how I got to say there are definitely people my brain isn't 100% perfect. There are definitely people who are more furious about getting a Golden Girl wrong than getting a Tennessee Williams character wrong. Yeah. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, for sure. But that's okay with me. We've been revisiting Tennessee on occasion this season and and realizing what an angry, misogynist he was. Very upset. Uh, Damn. But that's not what this show is. In fact, none of it is. We're probably going to cut every inch of that I don't want to hear anything about Alaska anymore. I don't want to hear. I I would like to know where you're from originally. Mm. I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. Is where oh, I grew up. oh. Yeah. home of the Great Lakes. Hallelujah. Yeah. There Do you, you go. ever? Are, where are you now? Are you in Los Angeles? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Do you ever yeah. go back to Erie, or there's nothing there for you now? No, my whole family lives there pretty much, and I I usually go back like a few times a year, and I'm going back again in like June now that like the world is you know the world is healing. I will say actually before and Rana, we're gonna get to it, but I just <sighs> we're gonna get to it, Brian. We're, we're gonna, gonna get stop. to it. We've got to start I just have the one show. More thing I mean, to say. that's the thing. You of all people must be extremely thrilled that stuff is opening back up because really bars are probably the last thing to open back up, and that in pre-COVID was a huge and I love drinking. part of a drag queen's economy. Oh. Right? Exactly. Yeah. No. I, yes. Of course. Like. Drag what queens? is the live show timeline for you? Yeah, now that things are sort of coming back around. Well, um, at the end of May, we're doing a show in Brooklyn, and it's like a limited capacity gig, but it's going to be a show in front of human beings, and I'm wow. very excited about it. We're doing a show dedicated to Britney Spears' um, Blackout album. Oh, you have to make the sure that one. Cody Rigsby's there from Peloton. I don't know if you're familiar with oh. him, but he, he's a big Britney fan and he lives in Brooklyn. So okay. we, have, we have to arrange for him to be there. Great. Uh, and what venue is that going to be at? It's going to be at this um, place called Three Dollar Bill, which is oh yeah, I've I performed there. It's like a it's a yeah. bar. It's it's fantastic. And Blackout, I, I think, is her best work. That's what it, people claim that it's her best album, and I I'm kind of I'm kind of here for that. Yeah, and it, it was, was like, like during the you know during the, the chaotic shit. era exactly. yeah. of exactly. her life. Yeah, correct. So it's like we're gonna be celebrating her, and she's having such a like moment right now. So it's like it the timing couldn't be better. We're just obsessed with the album, so you know it's just you're a not taking sides but, on the free bit on the free Britney. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yes, I am. <laughs> her dad sucks. <laughs> okay, but. Are you against him managing her money? Yes. Are you against any? Well. Are you against anyone managing her money? No, but she wants someone to manage her money. She wants she her she said that she wants her and her dad to come up with a neutral party who can manage the money. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want. She's not. Is seeking that where control. she's coming from now? Yes, she's okay. not seeking control of her finances. Thank yeah. you. She doesn't want him to be in control of them. 
Yeah, she's yeah, not because he that. sucks. And there are professional guardians. Like there are places who have these people who do this for people. Yes, they're appointed by the court usually because they don't want the yeah. family. You know, family doesn't want the family involved or or however it goes. But so yeah. I think she's coming. I'm acting like I'm a huge Britney stan. I like her. I like her. <laughs> you well do enough. seem very worked up. I I know, but I think yeah. she just wants something. She doesn't want to manage her own money. She wants a different situation than Correct. she currently is. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, listen, this show isn't about giving Britney advice, though we could. Now we're <laughs> she really wrote into us, she could. <laughs> she could. For but sure. what it is, is people write into us, Alaska, because they're desperate. I mean, they are. That's just it. They have nowhere else to turn. <laughs> okay. We're good. And we We're have, not professionals. There's no pressure to feel like. Absolutely not. We just, okay. as Rana says, we just happen to give right opinions. We so. just oh, three yes. people who are leading incredible lives who have obviously made wonderful decisions at every point along the way. Yeah. And who better to ask? Yeah. Us. Yeah, Correct. absolutely. And if they don't like the advice we give them, they don't have to take it, exactly. which I, I like to tell them. It's just Incorrect. another opinion. Is it the right opinion? Probably. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's between them and their, and how fulfilled they want their lives to be. So, Brian, did you get your answer about the about the bars? I felt that I cut you off a little bit there. About the bars? About no, you did. No, how I Alaska did. was missing the bars, but I felt that that's what you were getting I at was do miss about bars. missing live performance. Because that was the, that's the job. I mean, that's the, that's yeah. where so much of the income comes from. I don't know. Maybe at Alaska's level, that's not the case, but for so many drag queens. Well, yeah. I mean, drag was hit really, really hard. And basically we were put at the, at the end of the line of like, well, you, every place that you do your job is closed now and you're last yeah. to ever get it back open up again. So right. it's been really hard, but drag queens are really resourceful and we just, we just uh, make our money online. But there I want a go. fucking audience. Sure. Like, really. Yeah. Bad. If you're a live performer, there's nothing like it. Nothing. The like feeling it. of the audience in front exactly. of you. Exactly. The thrill. The sweat. The okay. stench of the room. Ronna, okay. would you like me to read this one or would you like to? I'm going to read it. Oh, good. <laughs> that way you two can weigh in first. How does that sound? Okay. Love that. Sure. Dear Ronna Bryant and treasured guest. <laughs> treasured. Mm-hmm. I have been married for almost six years oh. and have two little kids, three and a half and 18 months. Needless to say, the last year has been a rough one. Mm-hmm. You said it anyway. Needless <laughs> to say, said it anyway. <laughs> I did not return to work after my maternity leave last year due to the looming pandemic. And my husband is a hyper hypochondriac and a germaphobe. So he has been at the highest level of anxiety for a year now. Yeah. Our problems seem to be mostly stemming from our handling of the pandemic, seeing family and what we think is quote safe to do. Mm-hmm. I thought things would get better after he was fully vaccinated. But after my first time entering my sister's house in a year and letting our kids play, I came home to him wearing a mask and he hasn't taken it off indoors in a month. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. He sleeps in a different room than I do. And I have never found another human being so annoying. <laughs> He thinks the worst possible thing would be one of us getting sick from COVID, which at this point would be minor because I have had both doses and he has been fully vaccinated for a month. 
I think his fears and anxieties have taken over his entire life. And at this point, it will be a miracle if we stay married for another year. We have been, we've had more blown blowout fights in the past year than we have ever, than we ever have. And the word divorce has been thrown around. Mm. I still love him, but I also kind of hate him for the stress he has put us all under. I understand the pandemic is not his fault, but his reaction to it and his inability to focus on anything else and not seek therapy for it, despite my many requests, Mm. has left Mm. me feeling so Mm. lonely and hopeless. Please help me figure out how to approach him without him feeling defensive. I'm so sad because our marriage has deteriorated so much in the past year and a half, oh, past year and a half, especially with a newborn and getting no sleep breastfeeding still because I'm always home and the constant arguing. Sometimes I am ashamed to admit it in front of our kids. I need to figure out how to come to him from a place of love instead of anger. But I'm also, uh, love instead of anger. What happened? Oh, but I'm just finding it so hard. Thank you. I love your show so much. And I'm so happy to have found it. Uh, especially when I'm literally losing my sanity. Kiss, kiss, Andrea. Wow. Mm. That's Alaska. He- that's what heavy. Well, I mean, well, and she says she's losing her sanity, but I mean, to me, she sounds really sane. Like she <laughs> yeah. knows, she knows what she has to do. She has to speak to him, and and I think she knows exactly what to do. She needs to talk to him, coming from a place of love, and saying like, "You need to get help for this because it's not working, and it's ruining like it's ruining all of our lives." Yeah. Uh, so she needs to do that. And um, I mean, it can be like you need to get therapy uh, it, because re-entering after all of this is very hard. I, I mean, I've had trouble with it. And, and and a lot of people I know have as well. Um, so it's going from like zero to 60 all of a sudden. So that is a huge readjustment. It is hard, but he needs to get help clearly. And sometimes, you know, it's like... Some t- it's it's just it's so annoying when people sometimes use things like use this COVID thing as a way to like exercise their sort of like power and control over you. And it sounds like that's definitely happening. And that's so like unfair and and not not cool. Right. I it is it is sort of like it sucks because it seems like he holds all the cards in the situation. Yeah. Um and that but it, at this point it is and i don't mean to minimize it but that is that is this absurd and it's an illness for sure yes you are dealing with a people. mentally ill person yes that at this point the idea that two people who have been vaccinated um and that you visited a family member and that he is now wearing a mask in his home for a month and sleeping in a separate room is like uh-uh. it is it is so you it's un, it's completely you cannot understand something like that it's not rational yeah. it's completely irrational yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, what yeah. this guy actually needs is he needs like i mean he doesn't need therapy once or twice he needs like treatment yes um, because this is as you said alaska this is something that um you know there's sort of a sense of this was it's so easy when you're sort of inclined to be a hypochondriac or anything like that to really indulge in this time. And I don't mean that it's a pleasure, but just for you to come out of that 
I think is a lot to ask of someone. And so I, I do think you need to like approach this kindly and with love, but also honestly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Because this, this is affecting your livelihood. This is yeah. affecting your children's livelihood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you just got to. Well, the real issue, there's a couple truth. things going on here, but one of them is that for someone like him who clearly had OCD to begin with, and we're using that as a blanket statement, he has this, I'm sure, co-fact is going on here, other things right. going on. But this year has truly been a nightmare for people like that because they have spent all kinds of time before believing that their fears were irrational. And now mm-hmm. all, they they suffered from the fact that they had these fears, but deep down on some level they knew their fears were irrational. And this year has validated all of those people's fears. very that. That this is a thing. And the next one could be waiting around any corner. Right. So the monster that was under their bed that they kept trying to leave the nightlight on, et cetera, et cetera, has come out of the closet and fully moved in with these people. And that is Mm. how they are experiencing every day. So your husband has a very real mental illness and his fear and his anxiety. I've used this expression before or this image. The water has spilled way out of the glass here. He was, you know, the water was filling up, it spilled out of the glass, and you can't get it back into the glass once that happens. He is overwhelmed and overcome by his anxieties. Mm-hmm. But you have two small children, and you have only been with this guy, I don't mean only, but six years is not 26 years. This is, you're young, and this is the beginning of your family's life. And you need to have a conversation with him. I completely agree with both of you. Coming from the quietest, most rational, loving place, and you have to say to him, you have to decide if you want to participate in this family or not. Because Mm -hmm. you are no longer a participant in this family. And you're not a participant in this marriage. You're not helping with the kids. You have isolated yourself from me, you have, which has then put a whole wall up in terms of all it's of the very stressful minutia. to be in a home with someone like that. And yeah. I cannot, I'm already raising these kids on my own, even though you live here. And I can't do it anymore. And we want nothing more. Every day, I hope you're going to wake up and say to me, I feel better and take the mask off and move back into the room and hold the baby who's covered in germs and whatever else. And I don't see us moving towards that place. And I have to say that sort of anxiety, the OCD specific sort of anxiety, which is, I think does go with the hypochondria is actually very treatable. There are medications Mm. specifically. I'm on, I'm on Prozac because of my OCD tendencies and it's a low dose, but it, it, along with therapy, has completely cured that for and me. And cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy, So I would see a yeah. therapist and or an MD, whether it's a psychiatrist or, or something, because there yeah. are, if you're open to it, there are medications specifically designed for this kind of disorder. So mm. it is actually very treatable. Well, she's tried to, to get him to go to therapy and he doesn't want to go. And right. it is absolutely ultimatum time. Yeah, I think but so. I think the scariest ultimatum always comes in the form of a quiet ultimatum and not a loud ultimatum. 
I think when you seem like you are one inch from the breaking point of defeat, that is usually when people hear you the loudest is when you mm. say, I cannot, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot go on like this. And if it was, it's not just us. There are these other two creatures and they're absorbing everything that's going on in the house. I don't yeah. have the energy to argue with about you any this anymore. But every night I go to bed dreaming that you are going to wake up and want to face this head on. And I need you to do that if you're going to stay in this family and stay in this marriage. And I want, that's what I want more than anything is for you to be here and be present with us. But this is way beyond our capacity of being able to do this on our own. Yeah. And he needs to, and he may need to sit with that for a few days. You know, you can't expect him to, he's so paralyzed as a person right now. You can't really expect him to immediately say, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, let him, let him ruminate on that a little bit, but yeah, everything you sound as Alaska was saying, you sound incredibly sane and rational in, in your approach to this. Yeah. It's just time to say like, we're at a breaking point here, basically. Rana, when you said the thing about, um, saying it very quietly, did you ever see that movie far from heaven with Julianne Moore? Yes, of course. The one that was like the Douglas Sirk. Todd Haynes. Correct. She's, she's incredible in that movie. It's an incredible movie, but Dennis Quaid goes up to her the first time and is like, and it's set in the fifties and he's like, I'm gay. And she's like, let's get you treatment. This marriage can work. It'll work. It'll work. It'll work. And he's like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm going to cure myself of this. And then at the end, she sees him hooking up with a guy again. And she just looks at him and she goes, I can't do this. So. You should get your stuff. And she's hysterical in the first scene, but by the end, she's yeah. so had it. And he's so ner- – it's it's a very sad movie. But yeah. I know what you mean by that. Second of all, you, did she say she had a three-year-old? Three and a half and 18 months. Dress that kid up like a bunny and do like a little blood on the face. And what? have – I'm getting there. Have Put him in a up. pot. And you dress like Glenn Close? Uh, That's one idea. (laughs) You turn off all the lights and you put a flashlight below and you have attached to him like a voice box that says like in a creepy voice like, Daddy, stop it or you're next or something. Enough. Enough, Daddy. I think if you really want to scare you dress him as like a dirty kitchen sponge. Right. And then throw yourself on him. Yeah. Whatever would be the most terrifying colony of bacteria that this guy could imagine is, you know, a dirty sponge. He's probably microwaving the sponge after every use in the kitchen. But he's really, he's terrorizing your family. Here's what you say. You say, guess what? A land surveyor came here. And you know what he told me? This, there's one room in this house with black mold. And guess who's staying in it? (laughs) I don't. I don't think any of that is good advice. <laughs> don't, don't do well, any of that. Well, take it or leave it, Alaska. I told you that. At leave the it. Of the show. Leave it. Take leave it, it. Leave it. Leave it. Yeah. Um. All right, dear. Should we move on to our next question? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question number two. But do let us know what happens because yes, yes. this kind the the short answer here is this can't go on. No, it just can't go on anymore. And, and again, it's like going to be scary and it's going to require a lot of changes, but it yeah. has to be done. There's yeah. nothing wrong with your head. No. Right. Of course not. 
Yeah, but I mean, and wow. I don't mean I don't mean that kind of head. Either. This is it's, but it's might, absolute it emotional terrorism. But you have to remember that he can't help it. He does have to make a choice for treatment, but he can't. He really is overcome by this now. It's too much. He can't control it. He can't. He can't put the genie back in the bottle here. He needs help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian and Alaska, I've been in a four-year relationship (laughs) with a now-divorced man, which started out as an affair. I know, I know, bad. Anyway, the divorce is final now. (laughs) The divorce has been final now for over a year. Mm. Okay. Wait, what happened? Oh, for over a year, and our relationship should finally be on the up and up. While he has told me- We can end the letter there. Yeah. (laughs) With should. (laughs) With should. Yeah. While he has told his teenage children that he's dating, supposedly, he refuses to make plans to introduce me to anyone in his family at this point. He thinks it's too soon and is worried about upsetting the kids. Mm -hmm. They sound spoiled and baby to me. Do I even want to meet these bratty teenagers? Am I better off seeing him a couple times a week and maintaining my own independence, but still feeling like a side piece? Or is it ultimatum time? We fight constantly about it, and I'm exhausted. Thank you. And they didn't sign up. So divorce is final for over a year. We should be on the up and up. She hasn't moved into a a first position. we're fighting all the time, and I've never been introduced or legitimized in any way in his life. What do you think? Uh That's what I. That's what I heard. Alaska. That's all I have to say. I mean, what more can I say? No, it's un- it sucks. It's unfortunate because you've held out hope for all this time, hoping that okay, well, he's gonna leave his wife, and then I'm gonna be the you know I'm gonna be the wife, and I'm gonna you know step into that role, and it's like. It's like no, he and he and he's showing you continually and continually and over and over again that that's not that's not what what is going to happen. So I don't know, maybe it was like exciting when you were having an affair and it was like secret and like hot and fierce. Yeah. And yeah. maybe now it's like eh, well, it happened and it's not going to happen. That's the thrill's like, gone. It's not just that the thrill is gone, he's free. He is right. in, he is free and he is exercising his freedom and he was right. married for however long he was married and he wanted to get out of a committed relationship and long he got enough to out have of those it. punk teens that's for yeah. sure who by the way don't even know you exist I've got news I was and also by the way yeah. he's they can't listen I'm the first person to say like the Judy always says, you know when a teenager's lying when they open their mouths. I believe that completely. I always will. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, who says that? Judge Judy. She oh, tells yeah. that's what she tells people in the court. She goes, "You believe your son right now?" And and the mother's like, "Yeah, I, I do believe that story." And she goes, "Let me tell you something. You know when a teenager's lying when they open their mouths? They lie she's about it." You know, she's absolutely right. And I'll also extrapolate that to people who live in a teenage frame of mind. Constantly lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, just people that are grownups, but you know that they're teenagers, that they're stunted in that thinking pattern. Right. Because they lie all the time also. Always yeah. trying to lie yeah. to get out of trouble with the trouble yeah. they created. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I'm sure his kids, first of all, his teenage kids, don't 
really know that much about you, A. And B, whatever he's saying that they're saying is to stall the whole thing. Correct. My mm. kids don't want to meet you. Believe mm. me. I, I just, that might be, that might be true. I don't know. But it could also definitely be a great tactic to draw this thing out. Uh, and to really, it's got to make you feel like illegitimate in some way. That's really, really terrible. Listen, is it, I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people would say, and I am actually not one of them, who would say what goes around comes around. You uh-huh. know, I don't believe that, but I think some people, probably his ex-wife would say that. Look, maybe this wasn't a winning situation to begin with. Okay. Can I make it clear once again that I do not feel that way? Sure. Okay. Karma is a, is a bitch, as they say. Sure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I don't the, believe you're that. You're not saying that, but some would say. Some would say. Here's the situation, dear. This guy has had over a year to legitimize you in some way as his girlfriend if he wanted to. He does not want to. And even if he had been completely honest with his children about you, I don't think they sound like spoiled brats if they don't want to meet you. He's only not been with their mother for a year. Sorry, and he was seeing another woman while- They're dying to right. meet the woman that he was having an affair with. Or I no. doubt they know that, but they don't want to meet his new girlfriend. Why should they? Why they're should gonna they know, have though, to? They're going to know, though, eventually. They're children. They're not grownups. Yeah. They don't have to. Whatever this idea is that people need to get on board for other people's new partners, et cetera, et cetera. They're teenagers. They- it's painful to them, no matter what went on in that household, that their parents are no longer together. They're not in the mood to meet you. Okay. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in the mood. And they don't have to be in the mood. They're not 30. They're teenagers. They don't have right. to get over it. Right. They're not grown-ups. They're allowed to hate your guts. You should be happy that they don't want to meet you because honestly, that's what a gonna, relief. A whole new level of they hate you. They're talking about you. She's oh, fat. God. She's ugly. Setting up traps. What are you doing with that shit zoo? You know, whatever the, whatever it is. Or, or Smearing you feces on your clothes them? and your makeup. Yeah, right. This guy, if you really, really, really hope that this is going to continue, you have to break up with him. The only the- way that there is a future for you two, you're telling me you're fighting constantly. That means you've discussed this several times. You've said, why don't you introduce me? Why don't you take me around? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you? And he says, because not the time, because, 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 because. So the only way we're really going to know how he feels about you is if he misses you. And if that Mm. forces some kind Mm. of change in your dynamic. But right now you are in a losing position. You have zero power in this relationship. Even if you think, even if you two are the best sexual partners you've ever had with each other, you know, that the chemistry's through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. You really don't have any power in this dynamic, except I would say to withhold or to, I don't like to say withhold because my, my advice would be to move on. And that if it comes back around, it comes back around. But Mm. this whole dynamic needs to shift. And it isn't going to shift through conversation. Right. That is fucking annoying, though, to be with someone for that long. (laughs) Of course. 
And, and meanwhile, yeah, but if he's not going to ever get to that place, then you've got to start the journey towards healing from this and moving and find something else if that's what you want is to be in a relationship. I think. I don't know. Alaska, Have you ever you experienced think, this, Tia? Alaska? Yeah. Ever been ill? Have you ever been the side pace that wouldn't be legitimized? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, well, me, well. In a way a that little. meant in a way that meant something to you. Well, I, sh- I mean, when I was like real, when I was like way younger, when I was like eighteen, and I was in college, I was dating a guy who was much older um, than I was, mm-hmm. and I sort of, and I felt like um, he didn't you know, want to like legitimize me as his partner. And now that, now that I'm older than he was, I understand because (laughs) if I was dating a freshman in college, I would introduce him to my children. Probably. (laughs) probably, I'm who's, who's closer in age to, you you know what I mean? So like, so, um, like I understand now. Um, but, no, I don't. I don't. I don't mess with married men. Sure. When you when you mess around with married men, the wife just gets all the good presents anyway. <laughs> Direct from Blanche Devereaux's mouth <laughs> to your ears. That yeah. was right. Exactly yeah. perfect. But yeah, I yeah, Rana. No, I mean nothing. This is what I. You were not saying there's a comeuppance here. That's not what you were saying. But this is was not a sturdy foundation to build the house on to begin with. Right. I guess that's more I what I mean. I think that, that was really what you were saying. Was yes. That like, you know, look, you knew the circumstances and you stepped into them. So why are you shocked that this was one of the outcomes? Yeah. There are different right. possible outcomes. It doesn't always turn out this way. And people do. Look, it's always about how it ends. Sometimes... People are married to other people. They're supposed to be married to each other. And they go through a rocky period. You know, they however they meet, they work together, this, that. They mm-hmm. go through a rocky period and they just think that's the person I'm supposed to be with, not this person. And then they spend 50 years together. And they mm-hmm. go and and it stinks while it's happening, but that was how it was supposed to be for them. It's not very often that that happens, but it does. And there was a chance that this guy was supposed to be the guy. But the problem, especially with married, with men, not just married men, men that have been married and already have children Mm -hmm. and have families and possibly either comfortable or successful in their careers, that this settled financially, let's say, whatever level, whether they're a bus driver or a hedge fund billionaire, that -hmm. that they feel comfortable is that they don't really need anything else except, you know, some company and some company. And so they have other interests. And I also hate to say it, but I would not be surprised if this guy's dating around. He's free to. He's free Men to. are dogs. They He's really not, are. But, he, but they, especially how when they How you meet them is how you lose them. They go through this second adolescence, men that get divorced. And it lasts for a year or two, and they're all over the map crazy. But what they don't want to do is settle down because they just failed at that. Mm. So they don't want to fail at that Mm -hmm. again. I have one foolproof idea. Yeah. 
Oh no! <laughs> so it also <laughs> involves. It Dress also involves dress up like a, a bunny, bunny costume again. No, it's not the bunny. Black that could be that could be for inspector. after. Okay, that could be for later that night. She could dress okay. up as like a Playboy bunny. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, but yeah. he comes home. The lights are dim, and you say, "John, oh John, or whatever his name is." <laughs> yeah. And you say, "I'm in the sunroom, but it's night, so it's actually uh, the moon room." Or whatever. And then he goes, he goes, okay. out, he, goes out, <laughs> he goes out there. You've gotten yourself a portable organ that a friend came over to play. Well, he turns on the lights. You are in a full wedding dress and there's someone there to marry you immediately. And you say it's now or never. And or or you still do the wedding dress, but you go over to his kid's house and say, I just wanted to meet you guys before the wedding. Yeah. And see if they like you. And make sure there's again a knife in your hand that you can cut your own leg with. Exactly. Like Glenn Close did in Fatal Attraction. I won't be ignored, Dan. Daniel, exactly. The only way (laughs) that he is going to know how important to you is if you have been removed from his life. Mm-hmm. I think that's such good advice. Yeah. Sometimes you have you can't tell somebody, you have to show somebody, and you have to be like, mm, "You're gonna miss me, toots." That's right. Yeah. Or you, or you're not, and I have to eat right. tw- <laughs> twenty-seven pints of Hagen does to get over. Yep, it. right. But and put on Eponine on a loop and just sing on yeah. my own. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Or send in the clowns. You could do whatever. Or the Mary Magdalene. Oh, yeah. Or the Mary Magdalene song, of course. From Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, yeah right. that's a that's a chest breaker. It's true. Yeah. I don't know how to love him. Oh. Um, okay. This is our last question. <laughs> okay. Hooray. I am excited about this question because I think Alaska, as a drag queen, you might have a unique perspective on this next question. Okay. Dubious. I see that you're, you're suspicious of my suspicions, but we're going to find out. Dear Ron O'Brien, an insightful guest. Insightful. Esteemed insightful, Alaska. I'll try to keep this short so I don't take up too much of your time. I'm a 35-year-old woman who suffers from severe PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm. meaning I have a high amount of testosterone flowing through my body. Because of this, my sideburns, jaw, and neck grow thick, black, coarse, man-like hair. Hmm. I have to shave daily or else I get a five o'clock shadow. Mm -hmm. About eight years ago, I had some laser treatments done, but it made absolutely no difference, and I couldn't afford to do it again anyway. I am looking for guidance on what I can do to either stop the hair growth, which I'm sure is, uh, I'm not sure is possible, or make the hair-removing experience more effective so I don't have to do it as much. Maybe I'm already doing all I can, and this is just my life, question mark. Currently, I shave in the shower or over the sink, exfoliating first, then using a clean razor. I also bought an epilator, but I've only used it twice because it hurts so much, especially on my sensitive neck. Ouch. What what is an epilator? Is that like a... It's like a, a, a machine. Uh, I think it's a machine that pulls the hair out of your face. It's oh, okay. A, yeah. It's sort of mm. an old fashioned thing. Uh, I feel ashamed that I am a woman that has to deal with this and actually appreciate having to wear a, a mask during the pandemic because mm. it lets me hide my face. Is there anything this bearded woman can do? 
How can I curb the hair growth or at least make my hair removal more effective? Thank you for your incredible podcast. I love you both. I'm not going to, even though she signed it, I'm not going to say her name. Okay. Just because I think uh, she might want to maintain a little bit more privacy, perhaps. In case a friend is listening, you know. Sure. Right. Um, well, when you first started with your letter, I, I, the first thing I was going to recommend was laser, but then like you said, laser doesn't work for everybody. And it takes a lot and a lot of sessions for it to like sort of permanently work. If laser isn't working, I recommend electrolysis. This is, this is the sort of order of things like in the trans community is like getting the, the facial hair to stop growing is like if laser isn't the option then like electrolysis what is the Um, i always thought i always thought those were synonymous what what is the is electrolysis more intense or more permanent or how what's the difference i'm honestly not sure but i think it's like i think electrolysis they go like hair by hair and they like inject a thing and then like kill the follicle got it so like this is an option for you. Um, the other thing I want to say is that, like, I I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's, I'm just saying, like, maybe there's, like, guys who are really into this and maybe you could explore that like like rather than like oh god this is something that i have to get rid of it's like you could own it and like maybe and i'm not saying like guys being attracted to is the end all be all thing but like um but like leaning into something that you have like a lot of shame over or something that you hate about yourself can sometimes comfortable with it it can right. It can sometimes be really like a source of strength to sort of like own it and be like, yeah, I'm a you know, I'm a I'm a woman who has a fuck who has facial hair. Like, deal with that. I'm and mm-hmm. I'm fierce. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could get electrolysis. And are those the sort of 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 what you've experienced backstage? Shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously, this is just a prerequisite issue with drag queens is that if you want to wear a certain amount of makeup, you have to shave your face clean. In some cases, your eyebrows. Depends on the person, how how they... Right. The, but this is part of it. How do you get a clean palette before you start right. applying all your makeup and so, so that it wears the way that you want it to? Right. Are these the only real things that you've seen that people have had success with? Laser, electrolysis, and then, I, and then people that shave. I mean, obviously, everyone or shaving, has yeah. different levels of... Uh, hair growth. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like nobody's coming up and touching my face. Nobody's really looking at me that closely when I'm in drag. And if they see that I have stubble coming through, it's like, well, that's part of the, that's yeah. part of the gig. If you right. see it, it's the, so I mine. it's typically for stage. So like for, you know, just living your life, you know, you wouldn't wear as like heavy, crazy, uh, intense makeup as I would. I wouldn't yeah. think, um, because that would be, um, inconvenient. And yeah, horrible. and everyone could see it too. I mean, right in every day if you're riding the subway. I mean, it's clear. When and you're it wearing. would take so long yeah. to do every day. Yeah. yeah, I think my understanding is that electrolysis is usually, uh. 
less expensive than Liza. And I wonder if it probably and probably Mm. this isn't like I wonder if if you do have medical insurance, if that if that Mm. could cover any of it. I'm sure you've explored that, but maybe there is something a doctor could say. Maybe she hasn't. But I also wonder about waxing. I mean, it sounds to me like you have hair everywhere. So wax, prob- waxing probably or threading probably wouldn't work. Uh, the only difference being that when you're shaving every day, obviously you have control over that, that you can have a clean surface every day if you shave. Mm-hmm. But with hair removal, this is the problem with the epilator is that it's painful. Don't they, do that. They used to sell something do called that. an epilady which was for your legs and it would pull you, it would pull the hair, basically pull the hairs out of your legs. Mm, mm. But if you go to a professional and you get waxed, let's say every two weeks, every three weeks, they're pulling the hair out by the root. And so the hair has to grow back and that takes a certain amount of time. Of course, there can be complications with that in terms of ingrown hairs and things like, you know, it's not just a clean, you know, that you, Problem solved. Yes, that you that you are trimming the the field and then the flowers grow back perfectly or whatever. But you really need to explore electrolysis if you haven't, because that is a long time proven. If you have light hair, if you have um, if you're fair, it won't work. But it works on people with darker hair. Mm-hmm. And the truth is. As Brian was saying, you really need to go the medical route. You need to say, whoever the doctor is that is managing your polycystic ovarian syndrome, when there should be one, if there isn't. Right. Uh, and 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 if and they should know you should say to them exactly this side effect. And, what and dermatologist what could can I you do? send me to that can help me manage this? And if you do get a medical diagnosis. Uh, you might have access to some more heavy-duty, expensive treatments that don't cost you that much money. But you really need – this is not as simple as I did a Google and this is what people normally do and, you know, and I tried this and I tried that. I tried Biore strips. You know, there isn't really an over-the-counter solution to this. Um, But there are those also – I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically just raises anyway – and I think they're more f- for sort of peach fuzz, but those things that you see people using those quick raises. Oh, they are like those yeah. thin. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called, but I think this, they get off the fuzz. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's this is beyond your, you know, for for what they call microplaning, which is just taking the little light fluffy hairs off your face. But you need to call in the big professional guns here, and you need to not be embarrassed about that because there are people who specialize. In just this thing, you are absolutely not the only woman your age that's going through this, Mm -hmm. not by a mile. And there are ways, but you just have to take a breath and wade in on it, you know, do it. Yeah. Go talk to a doctor and a specialized dermatologist. Yeah. I mean, women, women deal with facial hair uh, like across the board like there's like it's it's very it's it's way more common than than anyone really talks about because there is so much like shame and secrecy and like yeah. about it but it's like a very widespread very common thing so like there are, you know you you have options 
And I don't know enough about PCOS, but what's going on with your hormone management too? How does that play into this? Is that part of it that you, that the doctor could also help you with that and that maybe addressing the root cause would also help? I don't, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it it can be, and I'm sure you've done this, but sometimes it can be intimidating to talk to your doctor honestly. Um, Absolutely. It's very emotional. Especially if, I don't know if sometimes if a, if a woman has a male doctor, there's, there can be discomfort there if you don't know your doctor well. I know even like when I was younger, like um, I was nervous to talk about my sexual history with a doctor who was straight. It yeah. just it yeah. made me uncomfortable until I got more comfortable with myself, but it did. I didn't like it's talking hard. about it. Exactly. Yeah. And you kind of aren't completely honest about things. And again, not that I'm saying that this person is doing any of this, but I would just honestly say I have facial hair growing. I really need to, ma- I would really like to manage it. And so you need to help me go get there. What can we do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, dear, right. what happens now, Brian? Okay, so now, Alaska, mm. is the time of the show where we pick one of the people who wrote into us and we send them a little something to make them feel better. So we're going to pick whoever we think, who, who's ever day we'd like to brighten. So we can, our choices are uh, the person we just heard from about the unwanted facial hair Mm -hmm. or the um, side piece who is right now not the main piece Mm. or, um, and I already forgot the first one, the- The COVID. The hypochondriac husband. OCD husband, yeah. Right, the one married to the hypochondriac husband. Yep. Uh... (laughs) This is a sympathetic group, I got to say. We yeah. haven't had one like this in a while where all three were kind of I felt for. I say the um the side piece woman. <gasps> wow. Wow. What 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 led you there, Alaska? In your final assessment, just, what made it go there? Just cuz I'm like I know what I would send her. What would you send oh, her? What would you send? I would send her the box set of <laughs> Sex in the City. Um, because I sort of feel like it's kind of <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw like mm-hmm. um the situation sure. and Carrie. That yeah. season where Carrie was really unlikable. <laughs> you mean but you felt the whole her. series? <laughs> right. Um you're right. <laughs> yeah. No, like there were there was a lot of times where like Big wasn't really like treating her like a legitimate partner Mm -hmm. and so so like either way you can watch this um and then maybe you guys get back together uh or you can watch this while you're going through your breakup or you can watch this just to get ready for the new um hbo iteration of (gasps) sex in the city which is coming out at some point I can't wait. Well, I would say- Or you could set any DVR at any point in time because about 10 channels air that thing nonstop. Right. Or if you have HBO Max. Yes. So I was going to say she probably has HBO Max. So the prescription from Alaska is to stream it. <laughs> but what we could send her is a McConnell's ice cream gift card. Okay. So Ooh. that she can, so that we're sending her some, I mean, is that too Kathy cartoon? No, so that she can put the ice cream like on her uh, private part. He, he can, can eat either it off. eat it off. No, or she, don't do Or that. she can eat it out of the cotton when she's by his. Either way, it's a win-win. Or Fair she enough. can serve it. She can shape it into a turkey and serve it as dinner for him. Say, I made you an ice cream turkey. 
Yeah. Yeah. When she's wear when she's wearing an apron and nothing. Her wedding else. dress. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, her wedding. Yes, for the wedding. The of course. Wedding they can dress. serve it at the they can serve it at the reception. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're gonna send That's you a, a chef's knife. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Mm. Of course. Uh, it comes with every order. But we'll do That's a McConnell's lovely. gift card, I think. Terrific. Um now, Alaska, you absolutely don't have to stay for this. We read our cliffhanger, which we then answer on Patreon. Uh, so we work. just read it, but you- If you want to hear the question, you can stay. You're welcome if you, to, but- If you need to bounce, you can. You're welcome to. I yeah. want to hear, now I want to hear it. Because right. if I leave now, I'll spend the entire day wondering. Wondering what was what the cliffhanger. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Dear Rana, Brian, and potentially delightful guest, I'm a chip- which is our Carriage House Patreon membership. Carriage House important person. And then Uh, this person says, read my praise on air if you'd like or not. I love the podcast. It has brought me so much joy and thoughtful introspection, especially during this time of COVID. As an OG Attitudes listener, wow, I had to take a break last year because anxiety was getting the better of me with everything going on. Thank goodness for your show. Okay, well, all the love. Keep reading, keep reading. Oh, when I... Binged and caught up on attitudes again. Bless. God bless you. So my problem <laughs> in question is this. I met a colleague at work drinks. I was newer to the company at this stage and immediately hit it off. The banter was out of control. He was sexy, intelligent, funny, and the first real connection I'd made after ending my long-term six-year relationship. Plus, my closest work friend introduced us and gave me her word that he was a genuinely great person. Okay. Later that same night, I met a group of women who informed me that he was, quote, bad news, a playboy, only out to get one thing, etc. By the way, this is a Sex and the City episode, no doubt about it. I was just thinking the same thing. All because of one lady who is very popular. Always beware of a group of women. Wrong. If we learned anything by reading Hollywood Wives. Oh. from (laughs) Yeah, or The Crucible, or, or The Salem Witch Trials. If there's ever more than three women at a table, run in the other direction. Rana, yeah. that is awful. <laughs> I was interrogated and made to feel as if I'd done some, something wrong by simply meeting and flirting with him. Cut to, and then she put in parentheses, to not make this a ridiculously long later, 12 months later, the woman in question who had driven the interrogation had tried to butter me up, calling me her new best friend. Mm. But it caused drama all the way. I subsequently found yeah. out that she basically stalked my new gentleman friend, turned up at his apartment one night, unannounced with wine, and then abused him at work the next day because he didn't want her to stay. At the same oh. time, I became closer with him, and we were walking between the line of a really good friendship and a relationship. Hmm. He is a genuinely good person. Loyal. Just great. Over the past year, I've had to deal with her bad-mouthing me to different people at our company. It's a big company, by the way. And I've always just shrugged it off and responded to people that I have no problem with her. I've tried to take the high road, but just found out that she had told her version of events, where I'm the person that split them up, to my director. I don't know what to do. My director holds my career in her hands. I'm dedicated to my job, and I love it. But I know my director has a tendency to bond with people that tell her their life stories, and I'm not one to use my personal life to get ahead. I don't want my career to be adversely affected due to this ridiculous high school drama, but I also don't want to stoop to straight up spilling my personal life at work. Please help me. I feel so concerned, feel so cornered, and Molly, you're in danger, girl. Thank you for any potential advice. Sorry that this turned into a long letter despite my best intentions. Warmest of all the regards. I don't know. Okay, don't use her name, she says. Okay. I'll say Sarah. That's not her name. 
okay. Hmm. Uh, and she wanted me to do the pseudonym on the off chance that this wacko listens to the show, although I don't think she's got good enough taste. Uh, well, this is a this is a fun one. That's a fun cliffhanger. It yeah. is. Uh, all right, Go to so, patreon.com yeah. slash askrana to hear the answer to that. Also, follow Alaska on all the things. See the live shows coming up. See our comedy special. Yeah. Uh, where can people access the comedy special right now? Um, it's on um, Apple TV in the U.S. and it's on Out TV as well. Um, if you're in Canada, and it's on Fruit if you're in the U.K. And uh, please follow Alaska at the Only Alaska Five Thousand. Is that on yeah. Instagram and Twitter, or that's just everywhere? Um, that's on my Instagram. Um, and there's a link to the comedy special there, and oh, also perfect. um, you can listen oh, to my podcast shows. too. My podcast is about RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's called Race Chaser. And we yes. talk. Oh, about, you do that with Willem, or yeah, yeah. We talk about every episode of Drag Race ever, so it's really fun. Fabulous, fantastic. So check, that out. Race, check out Race Chasers. Thank you so much for joining. Thank us you today. so much, Alaska. This was, was really beyond fun. a pleasure. Yes, yeah. This is so fun. You all give really good advice. So do you. Your advice was so oh, solid. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it and, was an absolute pleasure to have an icon in the carriage house. Thank you for being with us, dear. Absolutely. Thank you. I could listen to your voice all day. It Truly, is a good I could. Voice. Uh, yeah. Honestly, same. Um, <laughs> kiss, kiss. Bye. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.